Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of How to Move On. I have a very special guest with us. Uh, she's a wellness motivator. And, you know, honestly, um, uh, welcome to another episode of How to Move On, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome, Wendy, to the show. Uh, Wendy, I, I, you can hear me, right? I can hear you, yes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, um, you know, I, we, we had technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, you know, we resolved it. I hope the audio is clear, crisp. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we're all here to learn something, not only learn something, but, you know, we're, if you're going through a, a, a tough place right now where you just probably broke up, where you broke up with a significant other, uh, or, you know, you're trying to get yourself back into the dating world, and, or, you, you know, you just, because Valentine's Day is coming up. And I know people are feeling it right around this time. I mean, Wendy, what do you think? I mean, it, it, it's a it's a kind of a touchy subject sometimes. Oh, yeah, like just take a breath. <laughs> just be like, oh my goodness, <laughs> Valentine's Day, the V word. Yes. <laughs> you know, it was it, it it was really interesting because I was in a uh, I was moderating a, a clubhouse uh, room, and um, it was about what was your worst Valentine's Day experience, and. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, I know that subject really well because um, I, I, I don't talk about this a lot. I mean, I dated this girl for like a month. And let's make a long story short on this one is that um, we were dating and Valentine's Day happens. Um, it's cool. You know, it was a great time. Next thing you know. Um, and by the way, she told me she was divorced when we first met. Uh, fast forward, you know, Valentine's Day happens and then, oh, you know, there was just uh, Valentine's Day happened and, you know, the next thing you know, um, at the end of the night, I get a call from who I thought was her ex-husband, but it turns out it wasn't her ex-husband because he was still her current husband. And oh, I was, no. I was shocked. I was shocked because I'm like, because that's that's that like if I knew that she was married, I wouldn't I I wouldn't go for it, right? Because that like like I I would want because obviously you know I would want that respect uh, for myself, you know I wouldn't want to do that to someone else, especially if I don't know them. But I found out that she was still married, and how did I find out? She tried breaking up with me, and I think she wanted me to cry that she was leaving back to her husband who was on the East Coast, and. She's like, you're not going to cry. You're not sad. I mean, I'm disappointed that you're leaving, but you know what? You got to do what you got to do. So bye. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like this is the, the story of the night. So we, let's just dive into this because I had my own other, <laughs> my own Ooh. othering experience exactly like that. And I'm just like, let's just start the podcast there. <laughs> like, throw all the cheese on the table. So same thing. I mean, I was dating someone for a year, right? Um, we met on Tinder. So, you know, they're, they're right there. Quality is questionable. And, yeah. um, you know, he was training and said, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, here for temporary, blah, blah, blah. Cool. No worries. And, you know, as things progressed, I realized that, like, I never met anybody he knew. <laughs> and I never, like, was on, he was totally hidden on social media, like the whole thing. And fast forward, you know, he breaks up with me by email and then a series of Instagram messages, which is totally random. 
And then yeah. I found out, like, I, I caught him kind of lying about something. And then I was like, just told him, I'm like, you, you owe me a phone call because we were dating for a year. Like, this, that's disrespectful to not even, like, have a phone call. And yeah. I pressured him into telling me the truth, but he was still married. He had told me he was, he was <sighs> like, well, first he told me he'd never been married, right? That the whole year, I thought he had never been married. Then he told me, oh, well, I was separated that whole year and I just didn't tell you and it got too late for me to tell you. So I just kept kept with the lie. And then we started looking at engagement rings and probably he realized he couldn't be married to two people. So he cut me off <laughs> and wow. went back to his wife. Now the kicker was like, you know, she, apparently he told her like that, that's fine, whatever. Like I, I, you know, I, I had peace of mind that I didn't even want to try to try to deal with this whole situation. So I just walked away. But about like not even a year later, she started Instagram stalking me. <laughs> like watched my story every day for like two walk her like two it was nuts. And so, you know, what I took away from that, which I hear in you too, is like when somebody makes you the other woman or the other man without your consent, like you don't even know about it. It's just like mind blowing that someone would do that to you. You're like, what I didn't I didn't want to be part of this. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I was like, I you know what? I, I it like when she said that she wanted to make her marriage work, I was just like, okay, you can go ahead. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, initially when she told me, I was like, man, I feel so used. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, you know, fast forward, you know, she, she, uh, I think a day after she arrived, because I told her to let me know that she arrived safely, you know, Cause that was gonna be the last time, like you know, I I spoke I speak with her. The next day, she tried texting me a meme because that's how we we basically went off of memes and stuff like that. She tried sending me a meme, and she think I was gonna react to that. I was like, hell no, let me ignore this. I'm moving on with my life, I, and 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 I'm just live my life. And it, that was one of the craziest. That was one of the craziest things because her her ex-husband was calling me 20 plus times when, like not even 20 plus times, like 30. Where it got to the point, and and I I hate blocking people, but I had to block them. No, you have to. Like they're disturbing your wellness at that point. Come on. Yeah, because I'm 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 trying to get over someone. (laughs) I'm trying to get over someone else, and I don't need someone else to destroy my peace. So, um, yeah, and. And, and and it was really interesting how that whole thing came about. I mean, it, it just looking back at it, it's hilarious. But it, it it was, you know, it just came down to like, you know, make sure that you're honest with people and be open to communicate and, you know, just be honest. Because at the end of the day, if you're not going to be honest about anything, then you might as like. It's not going to go anywhere. It's, it's not. You're just going to make an ass out of yourself. But, <laughs> but Wendy. Right? Do you call yourself Wendy only, or you do do use Wendy V? Like, um, I what go, do people call you? Well, I go by Wendy, uh, but I mean, I guess to distinguish myself from other Wendy's, my name is already spelled with an I E, but for some reason, I I feel the need to put the V in there <laughs> just to like <laughs> just to make it even more complicated. Um, but no, I go by Wendy for sure. I mean, just just as long as okay, you don't, spell okay. it, don't spell it with a Y ever anywhere, and we're good. Oh no 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 no! I'm, you distinguish that enough, like you're just like no, nah, no why, no why, yeah. why? Just don't know why, don't why. Yeah, because then, then <laughs> but, I'm just the restaurant, and like that's totally not <laughs> not where I'm going with my you, life. You, you are a wellness motivator. How did that 
start for you? Oh my God, it started with the story we just talked about. Funny enough, it's funny that you le you led with that story that came up because it's, it's a perfect segue. Um, After that breakup, I mean, I was so devastated. Like I ended up in the hospital for like a week and wow. I my blood pressure was so high that they couldn't bring it down. My white blood cell count was really high. I had the endocrinologist in there. I had the oncologist and I had every ologist you could think of. And they were like, wow. bro, like, what is, they, they look at each other and be like, we don't know what's wrong with this girl. And I was just sitting there. And so the only person who had like any kind of breakthrough was actually the, it was an Adventist hospital um, in Rockville, Maryland. And the um, Catholic priest came over and he was like, hey, you know, I mean, I, I kind of make my rounds here too, even though it's Adventist hospital, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you're Catholic. And I was like, well, I mean, my family is, so what you got? And we just started talking and he just brought it to the forefront that like, all of it was emotional like whatever my illness was was not physiological and i mean yeah. they i had so many ivs in me that they couldn't actually find veins anymore <laughs> like they couldn't they, i had an iv in my thumb because they couldn't find anywhere else to wow. put it and so like that's how bad i was and so you know when you hit bottom like that you can only go up i mean that's only that's all you can do and if, if you choose to stay down there you're just going to stay down there perpetually so um, I, I just love jumped into like, well, what's going to make me whole again? Like, what's going to make me well again? What what do I need to put myself back together? Because clearly I had right. to extricate this part of me from myself, you know, and just be like, okay, this is done. And so I ended up um, looking really hard at different wellness models and trying to figure out you know, what was I missing? Like, it, it wasn't just about the mental piece, but there were other things that I had that had suffered because I had been so involved in this relationship. And so I just started piecing the, the things together. You know, like I got a dog, I started um, working on like my professional development and I started doing all these other pieces. And as I added more things, like I started teaching spin and I just added, 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 added. Eventually I got to this point where I was like, oh, I have a very well-rounded perspective of wellness and I should share this. Like I should tell other people that they too can, can do all these things. And it's, it's different for everybody. Like my wellness recipe and your wellness recipe are very different and they have to be, yeah. and they should be right. And they should honor you. We should be able to honor that out of each other. And it doesn't mean that I won't find something um, inspiring the same as you would, but it might be that I interpret or use the information in my wellness recipe different than you do. And so I started kind of trying to teach people this concept and that's kind of how it happened. You know, I, I, I felt like I was, I, I mean, I know exactly like what that whole thing was feeling like, but I, I, I wanted to go to the hospital because I was not well either. Like I went, when I went through this whole thing, because I went through a, a off and on relationship. Right. And the only reason why I was off and on is because I couldn't handle being lonely because I didn't think that I couldn't find anybody else, mm -hmm. but that, that, that was really a lesson that I needed to learn. And that lesson was to learn to be content with your being alone. And, um, you know, when that whole thing transpired where uh, I was going through rejection because I tried getting her back and then it was just, it, it, ended, it ended up bad. And then um, when, uh, then I was just like, after that whole thing, I felt so emotionally low. It was so low where it was like, I didn't want to eat. I did go out though. I was mingling with people. I didn't and like, I, I had opportunities with a lot of girls, but I didn't want, I didn't want them. I really didn't want them. <laughs> so it was, and, and, and what this whole, what that whole thing was teaching me was just like, yo, like I'm, I just need to, I need, I need to go through this. Like, that's what I said to myself. I need to go through this and I need to have fun with my life because I felt like 
you know, I put myself in this shell and I have to, and, and I'm slowly trying to get out of the shell to where, um, you know, I'm having the time of my life. And I love that, you know, you're, you, it, it touches up on like what you teach, which is social wellness, because um, when you go through those heartbreaking breakups, I mean, I'm talking, it just destroys you. Um, a lot of people don't like to, you know, get their mental health. Up. I mean, obviously, every I, I say this a lot in, in my podcast, like every breakup that you go through kind of describes where your mental illness is. <laughs> <laughs> so and pretty much, um, you know, you're trying to mentally recover. You're trying to bring yourself to be more abundant, bringing yourself whole. But it all starts in the mind. And, you know, I feel that when you cover social wellness, when you help people with social wellness, it's exactly what they need. I feel like, you know, but, but do tell me, like, when it comes to starting off with social wellness, where do you start? Like, like where, where's the start for, the, for, for people who are experiencing this heart-wrenching breakup? Yeah, yeah. So let's first talk about all the dimensions of wellness, right? Because I think a lot of people don't know, they, they think of mental and physical, and they're like, I'm done, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to the gym, and I maybe saw some therapist or, or saw something, I read a book, and now I'm good to go. I'm back back to being in relationships, right? You're like, no, 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 no. You got more work to do. Nope. So, you know, there's there's definitely, you mentioned social, um, there's occupational wellness, you know, we find fulfillment in the things that we do when it brings us purpose. Um, and then, of course, there's environmental wellness, like, we're, we're not beings by ourselves we're in an environment and we are in communities and so you know the community wellness and the environmental wellness are definitely parts that we contribute to and also that can that can influence us at the same time and then you're looking at things like your mental and your physical and you know i also include intellectual because i think that people often need to have that stimulation and constantly be learning and growing in order to really round out their wellness and then of course i include pets cuz i think pets are part of your part of your wellness routine if you can go hug a hug a little animal of some sort dog cat whatever you know it will make you feel better and so um you know, and so and people enter in from different ways, like, right, like you can be really all about your mental wellness and be garbage at the rest of them. <laughs> or you can be, oh, and I forgot financial wellness, too. That's the other thing, you know, everybody's trying to strive to get that paper. But at the same time, you need to make sure that you're financially stable, because that does contribute to your mental health a lot. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it's like, all so it's all intertwined, right. And so there's no wrong door to enter through. But what I try to help people understand is that you gravitate towards one because that tends to be the one you're good at. Like you're, e it's easier for you. You you have resources. You have understanding. You you've practiced it a bit. But the rest of them, you're like ah, ignore button. Like I don't I don't want to think about financial wellness. Like why would I even think about that? I have student loans. So it's kind of like I try to help people think about the pieces that they're not doing um, all that often, or that they're they don't feel like they're really doing in a holistic way and then have them kind of dive into those things. Because if you just kind of go straight into only thinking about your mental wellness after a breakup, the social wellness is a, is a higher order one, I think, because it's how you relate to everybody around you and how those relationships mm -hmm. impact you. And so you're not gonna be ready to enter a new relationship till you've found yourself again. And, and how you do that is re repackaging up your wellness, right? You gotta put that, those pieces back together of your recipe so that when you come into that other relationship, you don't come in with what I call your trauma backpack. Like you just come over here and you got this little backpack of trauma from your prior experiences. 
and you like unload it on the next person and there you're like, okay, deal with my stuff. And that's not really the most healthy way to start a new relationship. So if you're able to mm -hmm. figure out what's in that trauma backpack and really work on it as an individual before you enter into the new space, your new space will be clean and will start in a better place. And so that's really kind of how it all works together. So I know it didn't like jump in straight to the social wellness question, but I think um, it, the, the answer is there's no wrong door, right? Like there's no wrong door, no wrong time you can always start working on all of these different aspects because we all need to work on all these different aspects. Right. Okay. Okay. You know, um, one of the things that it, it, it's, it's really interesting that you, you, you put it that way too, right? There's no, there's no approach. There's no, like, this is step one. This is step two. You really just got to go for it. You just got to do it. Well, your, your um, step one is going to be different from my step one. Right. Like, so you have to know yourself well enough to know what that first comfortable step is. And then you just keep taking the steps. See, and that's the thing where, um, well, a lot of people don't know their first steps. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll admit, I never knew my first steps. I just knew that I wanted to be out and about. Like I was always out. Even after work, I, I, I didn't want to go home. I just wanted to be out. Um, though I kind of went to the bars a lot. <laughs> I was I was socializing with a lot of people, but um, and I, I like that you, but I like the fact that you say you gotta know yourself mm -hmm. because if you don't know yourself, you're just gonna attract the same kind of the same type of people that you were dating before, um, mm -hmm. and I I say that a lot in like several podcasts. I mean, I'm gonna say it again. Like, you are what you attract, and you know if you are if 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 you know, guys meeting, if a guy is meeting a girl who's like overly jealous and stuff like that, and she just, it, it, let's just say that there's just things that she does to make him uncomfortable and stuff like that, and he doesn't do anything about it. That's kind of a sign that you kind of need to be alone for a while so you can get to know yourself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I think that alone space is important. Like, and, and honestly, the first step that I take, and, I, and I, I don't know if it's for everybody, but at least for me, I like to take a trip by myself. Like, I, take off and I'm like okay me and the dog we're done we're gonna go participate in life somewhere else <laughs> and we just like go somewhere and I think um it forces me to really sit with the feeling like you said earlier you know sit with the emotion and to process at the level that I need to but it also gives me the space to do the things I enjoy so that I stop thinking about the breakup for a duration of time whatever that is 10 minutes an hour what, two days what was the first place that you went to um, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I tend to do this a lot, so I have a lot of little escapes, but um, one of the ones I was kind of telling you about that I, I have on my, uh, my website, wellnessbrand.com, is a, a trip to Roanoke, Virginia, which is not like a, it's not a destination, let me tell you, <laughs> Roanoke is like a, a medium-sized <laughs> post-industrial town that, you know, really is like on a river, it's gorgeous around there, it's at the, the bottom of the Shenandoah Forest, and um it's just a nice, tranquil place. And there's there's Airbnbs that you can rent anywhere, right? And so it can be a beach destination. It could be a desert destination. You can go to Sedona. Like, you don't have to pick um, a big, grand place, though. You could also pick a place just next door that you've never been. And so for me, when I lived in Washington, D.C., that was four hours away. It was just far enough. I got to hike. I went to a brewery. I hung out with a dog. And I journaled. And I sat. And I took photos. I mean, I'm a photographer also. So I wandered around and took photos of nothing hay bales and, and sunrises and things that, you know, it was just me and the camera. And so 
those types of experiences for me have made to the moments of joy that the things I like provide to me. So, you know, seeing those photos again, seeing, seeing my photos of my dog and, and remembering that time, it still brings me joy, even though I did it in the time of great sadness. Yeah, no, I, you know, um, that's one thing I look back on. And I, one thing I should have done is I should have traveled. I should have traveled. Shit, I, I go back to Cabo. You know, that's where, or or, or just go to Hawaii. Uh, you know, like forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could go on your own little that, that, uh, eat, pray, love adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, I didn't really travel until like, um, let's see, when that person, her and I stopped talking, it was about uh, like a year later. I didn't really start, and, and, the, and the place I went to was Italy. Mm. Um, beautiful. I love Italy. So where, where did you go? I went to uh, Perugia, which it was for a wedding. And we stayed, um, you know, the uh, the married couple stayed in the castle. It was haunted. <laughs> <laughs> and That's a whole other podcast and, story I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stay in that castle, though. I heard about it and I was like, hell no, I'm I'm going to stay in this dark-ass house over but here. But, so that's, but, that gives um, people like me and you hope, though, because if you can survive a castle together and still be on, on the up and up and it's haunted, hey, the, more power to your friends. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yo, seriously, more power, more power. And shout out to them because, you know, they're expecting the baby. They're, they're expecting a baby uh, in the next few months. But, um, you know, I looked at – when and I saw where I stayed. And, you know, of course, it, it I swear it was like, it was like a horror movie. It reminded <laughs> me of like, yo, it was like a horror movie setting. Um, I'm glad you came but, out alive. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I stayed there for a few days and then I, I went to Rome mm. and oh my God, that was breathtaking. Yes, yes, absolutely. It, 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 it's like having wine in Italy and having pizza in Italy. I mean, just there, you, you get there and you're sitting down and you're just like, this is what it's about. This is, this is awesome. And, and, and when you brought up, you know, and we're talking about social wellness here, all those things that I was doing in Italy, it was like, yo, I'm, I, there's something that I'm, there was something that was bothering me, but it doesn't bother me anymore because I don't know. It, it was just that social interaction with you. It's, it's what you talk about, social wellness. It's, it's like my mind was getting better. My mentality was getting better. Everything was just so much better. And, you know, there was just like a new perspective. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, I, I absolutely do. And one, I, I, I love Rome and I feel like you could go there like so many times in your lifetime and you'll never see all the secrets and the amazing things. It's just like, one of those places that you could lose yourself in very easily. I think it's a great, great, great destination to have this kind of wellness trip. Um, and I think, you know, with the social wellness piece, especially when you're out and you're traveling, you tend to be more open, right? Like you're, you're especially in another language, if you don't speak Italian, you know that like, I mean, at least for me, I was trying as much Spanish as I could to see if they would understand me. <laughs> it did work most of the time. And, you know, it's just like this inhibition is gone, right? Like nobody knows you. Nobody knows you just broke up with somebody. Nobody, nobody knows you're on the verge of crying every moment you know like nobody knows any of that stuff so you can just let it ride and have those interactions and be real with people and you're going to get that back and so I mean I think that that that's a great way to think about your social wellness is that 
when you're traveling, the interactions you have tend to be very genuine and they tend to be the interactions that you need at the time that they're presented to you. And so I think that what you experienced is, is very much been in line with my experiences as well. Yeah, definitely. And then, and anybody who's listened to this podcast, if you are struggling, you know, with a breakup, it's heart wrenching. I encourage you. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this pandemic is going to be ending because people are, it's, 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 it's ending. All right, let's just put it that way. And if you're comfortable enough to travel, I encourage you to travel. Go somewhere where you can, because, you know, it's it's breathtaking. It's a new perspective. I mean, it, it's like you have you're. It's like Wendy said. You're very much open. You don't know anybody, and you know if you go to another country, which it's kind of hard to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know the language barrier you, you you're just more open to learning and you'll I don't know it, there's just something about it that that it just makes the breakup process so much smoother yeah and I mean on the you know super surface level like you could always think about how far away physically your ex is <laughs> you know so you're like four hours away okay 10 hours away, okay, across an ocean, like some of that mental space also translates with the physical space with you. Like when you move yourself and you remove yourself from the situation, it also provides you some of that mental clarity to not be so stuck in it. Yeah, you know, and I, I wanted to, uh, you know, for someone who, for someone who is like going through that heart-wrenching moment, you know, and they're trying to figure out how to be alone like how do you like how do you help them be alone like because because that's because honestly like any it's something that you just don't like okay this is step one you know this is step two (laughs) this is like Uh. because I I was talking about it earlier today and you know being lonely you know we all have to go to that period of time where we have to be lonely for a bit because there's something that we have to do and that is we have to learn to be alone and that's also like learning how to love ourselves but how do you tell someone um how, like to like how to be lonely and stuff like that like how do you because I, I read your blog and you, you your blog is dope let me oh, just put it that you. way but how do you <laughs> um I just, how do you help someone with loneliness? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're, the first step is exactly like you're saying, like recognizing that emotions are normal, right? Like I'm actually a social worker by trade. So, you know, I had to think about all these things for a long time and I've, I've had the mm. benefit of that, right? Like I deeply understand my own emotions. And like you said, not a lot of people do. And so I think the first thing is understanding what loneliness is, right? It's either a longing for something that you no longer have or a feeling of, otherness for yourself that you're not able to connect with other people or other things and you're kind of isolated and so when you kind of can process those pieces of it you're like okay well I'm am I isolating myself because I'm depressed or because I'm not feeling good or am I isolating myself for a healthy reason and sometimes you actually are isolating yourself for a reason (laughs) you know you may not realize it but it, it really might be to provide you that healing space and so if you can turn that loneliness around to understanding what that feeling really means and how um, the multiple facets of one feeling, one emotion might lead you to break out of it. And you you just really have to dig deep with yourself. And so when you are alone, you have that space to do that. And I think it's time to celebrate that loneliness as a way to 
you have a vehicle to find what you're really wanting and a vehicle to find who you really are. And so for me, I try to turn that loneliness into a discovery. Like, what am I, what do I need to learn about myself that I don't already know yeah. that I can loneliness using that vehicle? You know, that, that's something, you know, I'll say this, right. When I was learning to be alone, um, I, I think I was going at it in a way where, I think it was like 2017. Yeah, I was learning, you know, all right, there's something that I got to, like, I, it, it, it hit me, but it hit me a lot different than how it hit me last year in 2020. Mm -hmm. Because I was going through, like, a new change in my life to where I was like, no, this is life after, you know, this off and on, this three-year off and on relationship I had with this girl. And then, um, and then I'm also... I mean, it, it was different, all right? And then going last year in 2020, I was like, I want to be alone. <laughs> I have to yeah. be alone. I got to be alone. The reason why is because I went through, I, 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 it was like a rock bottom failure in a business that I was mm -hmm. trying to start thanks to COVID. Um, and it, it, it was different that I, I just wanted to be alone, right? Had I not experienced being lonely back in like, you know, the 2017, 2018, stuff like that, I probably wouldn't have wanted to deal with being lonely last yeah, year. Yeah, because you, you practiced. But, you had practiced being alone. <laughs> so the second time around, you kind of knew yeah, how to I lean into it. I, I, leaned in it. I leaned into it so hard. I was just like, yo, this is... I, I, I got to the point to where I like it so much to where... It's like now gotten to the point to where inviting someone into my life again, <laughs> into my circle, into my space, I'm like, I don't know if I like well, you, this. You got to be on the super I'm up and up to make it in now. <laughs> true that, true that, which which is a battle because I know that after after a period of time, I know that people are, you know, who, who, who spend enough time being alone. I'm talking about, they, they spend a lot of time being alone. It's going to make it hard. They, they, they make it hard for them uh, to let someone in because they feel like if they let someone in, you know, they fear of that peace disturbance. Oh, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? I am. Okay. So, so there's a healthy and an unhealthy side to this. So let's start, let's, let's go there to the unhealthy side. When you kind of, I, Start oh, with the, the, healthy healthy, the healthy side is the stuff we've been talking about. You know, like you, you can, you have that journey of self-discovery in that place that you can isolate yourself and be alone in order to do that work and to do really deep internal work. And you can do it, you know, with a therapist okay. or, or on your own or, you know, however you're most comfortable doing it. But there's healthy ways to interpret loneliness and to work through it. And then there's sort of the um, maybe not so healthy, destructive kind of way. And I've definitely done those too, but I think um, the one that you're talking about is really where you kind of isolate yourself and you have trouble then opening back up the door. And some of that is like, okay, um, can I trust this person? Uh, is this person going to be what I think they are? Or am I going to get some, some kind of surprise after I let them in? You know, so, so some of the experiences from before start to kind of taint your thinking and you're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'm just good at being alone. I mean, I've told myself multiple times, I am spot on, okay. I will be by myself forever. I love myself. I have fun by myself. I don't need someone. But at the same time, I know my social wellness isn't necessarily benefiting if I have that perspective. And so 
you know, I've had to figure out, well, how do you balance that? How do you then begin to open yourself to the right people, but still carry the experiences that you had with you, not in a trauma backpack sort of way, but in a learning, growing, always moving forward kind of way. And I think that that is how you can turn that negative space of loneliness into something positive, because otherwise, you know, you'll, you'll start seeing this person and you'll just decide to cut them out because you're like, I'd rather be alone. I'd rather be over here by myself because I know I love myself and I can do this now and I can be alone now. And now I don't necessarily need this relationship. And so you're, you can kind of see how the, the, the yin and the yang of it, you know, the, the perspective can change really quickly from healthy to unhealthy. Sure that. No, I, I, I totally agree with you on that whole thing because um, I know that I was that guy where I was like, hell no. No, like when something was going good, even if it was just like a week, I'm like, nah, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't trust it. <laughs> you know, it was just, it, it, it got to that point. But, you know, at the end of the day, the more you do it, you become your own worst enemy. So, um, and, 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 you know, change is inevitable. You're going to have to change it up. You're going to have to let someone in if you really want, you know, if, if, if you really do want a relationship in the future, um, because I, I think, you know, when you spend a lot of time alone, it's, you're preparing yourself for someone else, like it or not. I mean, yes, you love you, 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 and, and you're preparing yourself by loving yourself, uh, Titat Han said, you must love in such a way where the person you love feels free. And it also comes down to how much you love yourself. So uh, did you yeah, hear me? Right? No, did I, I cut out lose you second, but I'm back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay, okay. But um, you must love in such a way where the person you love feels free. That's so powerful because, um, you know, it's not just talking about the other person, loving the other person. It's talking about how much you love yourself, too. So, um, yeah, and I think with the, the self love, you know, I, people sometimes I think also don't know how to enter that space, right? Like when you're talking about what's step one, <laughs> you know, I think step one with the self love mm-hmm. is always, I think, the hardest because, um, we're so critical, you know, we're, we're always thinking about what are we doing wrong or what do we need to do better or what have we done in the past that didn't work out. And it's really hard to then figure out, well, how do I love myself through all of those things? Like that's this. It's a yeah. different layer that I have to put on top of all of those things to be able to accept all those experiences. I hear you on that because that it, it it's challenging for sure. It definitely is challenging. I know that I knew that from the get go. You know, uh, when I said to myself that you know, I'm going to feel this pain for a while, but I got to go through it, right? And then I didn't realize how much alone I had to be <laughs> to learn to love myself, but. Um, getting into that but you know knowing that the end of that tunnel you have to get out of your comfort zone by letting someone else into your life and that in 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 again you must love yourself and then you know when you do enough of that when you have enough of that excuse me um you know, it's that it's that uncomfort stage to where you lend someone else in. It, it, it's it's growing pains. I I don't know if that makes sense, but um, but that that that's pretty much. I don't. I mean, what, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that 
when you have those kinds of experiences, you're, you're always going to have to grow. Like you said, there's, there's going to be changes that you can't dictate what they are though. And I'm, I'm a big believer in the universe bringing you the right thing at the right time with the right frequency of energy. And um, at least when you're open to that and you're kind of open to that energy, you're going to get what you put out into the world. And so if you're putting out this very negative vibe and a very negative, I don't want to be around people kind of perspective, you're going to encounter people, like you said, who are mirroring that and, and that's who you're going to get next. And so I kind of learned over time um, that also in those those next couple of experiences to catch that early and, and say, no, no, this this is I would rather be alone because I'm seeing here something that I might have seen before and I didn't like or that I identify that's not for me. And that has to go away. And so at least for me, what's happened is I've been able to get get that. Uh, assessment going pretty early <laughs> in the experience and then only choose <laughs> to proceed with someone who I know didn't bring that that energy to me didn't bring that vibe to me it was it's totally in a different space and also had had similar experiences to me and had been able to process through them and knew themselves very well and that's kind of where I'm at now you know I'm, I'm in a relationship with someone who's very much like that you know we've, we've both had hardships we've both had all these different experiences and we've both figured out how to explain them to each other in a way that we understand and can appreciate what the person has gone through without being judgmental and i think that that is like a super complex level if you can get with somebody that can bring that into your life then you know that's really where you want to go because you have to have somebody who's going to be able to mirror your your energy i really like what you said right there i i really do and you know um, I, I was going to ask you something that, you know, I, but before I lose my train of thought on this whole thing, it's really, I want to first say Thank congratulations. You. you know, you found your someone. I found, yes, um, I found a very good you know, someone. I don't know if he's exactly my someone yet. Let's just be real. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. <laughs> you hear that, buddy? She's hopeful. You're on the hot seat. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to this <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, it, it's it's powerful that when you go through those hardships and then all of a sudden you find and you find someone else, you get into that, you give it a shot. You know, amazing things can happen. But you know, I you mentioned something earlier. I forgot to touch up on it, but one of the things I wish I had done, um when I was going through like my emotional roller coaster, you one of the things that I wish I had done. Oh my goodness. I wish I had gotten myself a dog. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it is, like, like I remember going to, um, I went to uh, the pet store. They were like, you know, they had puppies outside the store. I think they were, I think the puppies were for sale and stuff like that. But um, I went there as like, it was my therapy. It was, and, and, and I, and I can, I see how much they help and they speed up. Like they help you so much. I mean, they help you with the pain, but I don't know about the whole self-discovery. Oh but. my God, they do help <laughs> but, with self-discovery. Let me tell you, <laughs> if you have not been a dog. Oh, you yeah, tell. you know, so I, I, I don't have kids. I'm, I'm solo um, or sola. And uh, I, my dog is my kid now. And so, you know, and I am, I'm at the age of where I don't think I'm, I'm going to be endeavoring down that road anyway. So I might as well <laughs> throw all my energy into this dog. And, 
what it's actually taught me is, um, you know, I, I, Hey, you can't do the frivolous things you used to do anymore. You're responsible for another life. You know, th that has been an amazing self-growth experience because I can't go to the club on Friday and expect to be hung over on Saturday mornings. I got to do a 6 a.m. dog walk. <laughs> so that is you know, a real parameter in my life. I can't go to happy hour. I got to come home and do a 6 p.m. dog walk. And so just those tiny changes really helped me understand that I needed to grow up a bit. Like I thought I was growing. I thought I you know, had a house. I, I got all my stuff together. I got my own car. I got a job. But what I didn't necessarily have was some of that responsibility that really does transform you as a person. And so when I got the dog, I, you know, I, I got a rescue dog. She's amazing. She, she is by far my lifesaver. Her name is Asha. And that means life in, in Swahili and it means hope in Hindi. And so for a rescue dog, I mean, okay. it's, it's a perfect name, but um, what she has really taught me was that I could have joy again. I could have, unconditional love. And I don't know that besides my family, I had ever experienced unconditional love with another being. So just knowing what that feeling is and, and being able to identify it, even in, in its smallest form, new friendships or new relationships or anything like that, that even remotely feels familiar to me, I've learned from her. And I've learned to be able to identify that unconditional love through my experiences with her. And so, I mean, an amazing, amazing amount of self-growth has come out of me being her mom. <laughs> I had, um, well, it's my brother's wife now, but she had a dog. Uh, the dog was very old at the time. Um, but um, I had a little taste of taking care of the dog, <laughs> and it was growing on me. And I was, I mean, the dog passed away, unfortunately, about like a, a few months later. But um, it was sad when I found out. I was like, man, that's a, I can't believe I was taking care of that dog. That dog grew quick oh, yeah. on me. Yeah. So um I, I got a little taste of the responsibility phase and you know it did help it, it does you know it looking back at it now it does help you know take your mind off of things but I didn't get the whole full experience of like taking care of dog like feeding it, you know, bathing it, you know, all those different types of things because I wasn't really the I wasn't really the 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 mm -hmm. real parent, you know. So um it, it's very interesting how you touched upon that because I really think, you know, getting a dog can actually help someone. It, it does help someone, you know, with emotional yep. healing. Um, there are just other areas that I think that, you know, I think in other areas, I don't know if, you know, a dog could help. Um, maybe just a little bit, but not so much. Cause I think, you know, at the end of the day, the work comes back mm -hmm. down to you. Absolutely. Um, so, but Wendy, I want to ask you, because you are such an awesome person and you like, I like this conversation that we're having about, well, just like healing, right? Because healing oh, yeah. is so important and just these different types of ways of healing. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are listening to what we were talking about because we kind of gave you a lot of ideas. A lot of new <laughs> inspiration to incorporate into their wellness recipes. <laughs> That's the way I explain it. All the yeah, ideas, ideas yeah. are there for people to pick and choose what works for them, right? Like you're, you're presenting them the types of healing and the types of options that people can choose to exercise. And I think this is a great vehicle for people to learn about that and learn about that discovery after the breakup, you know, you're providing mm -hmm. like a great vehicle for people to choose from a variety of different options to move their, their life forward. And I think that's an amazing, amazing thing that you're doing. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you so much. But Wendy, I want to ask you, 
Where can people find where you? Where can people find me? Well, these days I t- tend to hang out on Clubhouse like like other people I know on this podcast. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm on Instagram as Wendy V, um, W-N-D-I-E-V. And um, I'm also on there as Living the Wellness Grind, which is my website. Um, my blog slash website is uh, wellnessgrind.com, G-R-I-N-D.com. And, um, you know, I try to hang out and be accessible to people in any platform that they find me on. So whether it's LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever, I try to make myself very, very accessible to people because I know that folks are really struggling, especially right now with COVID and, and the lack of social wellness that people have. So and I generally, again, no wrong door, right? Find me wherever you can find me. Find me through through Dominic's podcast, <laughs> you know, whatever way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Wendy, I really appreciate you for being on this podcast. I learned a lot and I'm sure the audience has learned a lot. So I really do appreciate you for being on this podcast. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys find this episode valuable, don't forget to hit that follow button from wherever you're listening to. And, you know, it's your man's Mr. Dominic Cruz coming at you with another episode of How to Move On. Yes, another one, another one, another one. And Wendy... Thank you again for being on this podcast. It was a joy to have you. Thank you so much. I super appreciate having this space to share with you. And again, so, so encouraging all of your listeners, everybody who's listening to this podcast, think about your wellness in a holistic perspective because there are so many things you can do to make yourself well. She said it. You heard it. You know what you got to do, audience. So... Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take it easy.